You are listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you find your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought-after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Okay, so I want to talk about the how-tos of leadership, the how-tos of leadership. I don't know how to spell that. How-to? I don't know. Is it just how and then to? And then apostrophe S? There you go. I'm learning something new every day. The how-tos of leadership, because leadership is first a conviction, right? That what I do is important, but then it's a skill to ask others to join you in that important work. So there are there are skills that you have to grow in. And it is I think it's the con, it's the conviction that people feel but it's the skill that uh I don't know how to say it. I think I think the conviction is felt, but I think the skills are are they're not felt, but people are I'm trying to think of the right word here. They're impressed, and I don't mean that in a bad way. They're like, wow, you're okay, you're, so you're not an idiot. I don't know how to say that. Like, you're not just a Christian with a good heart or passion, but you actually you use your brain, and I think people respect that. So I think people, yeah, okay, I'm getting some language as I'm talking. So people they they love what they feel from you but they also have to respect you and i think it's and i think it's a balance of both and so um i think people feel the conviction of we got to build a building and we're building a building i think people feel that conviction i think they also are comforted that we've paid down so much debt and we've been wise stewards does that make sense like so they like the conviction, let's build God a house, but they also like the skill, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And I think, and, and in every area, I think that's what we're, we're always trying to find that balance. And I want to I help you with some skills. So the how-tos of leadership, here's, here's number one, how to have a conversation. How to have a conversation. So we asked the question last week, do people hear my heart, Right. And then we ask the question, and do I, do I know the people's voice? So I want to go deeper into that. How to have a conversation. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the most interesting person in the world to you is you. <laughs> so people want to talk about themselves. So how do I have a conversation? If I, if I want them to feel valuable and if I want them to feel engaged, I just have to know that the most interesting person in the world to them is them. So to have a conversation, how do I find common ground with a person? I, I let them talk. Yeah. 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 I think the pressure is to always impress. But you're not the most interesting person in the world to them. They are. <laughs> So let, so, so don't, don't let your first connection point in a conversation 
be about you. Let the first connection point in a conversation be about them. What What do you care about? What do you like? What are you most excited about? What's your favorite city in the world, right? We asked some of these questions last night. Where do you want to go? Who would you want to have dinner with? Who do you, that is, um, important to start a conversation. So I don't start a conversation with my bio. I start a conversation. How do I have a conversation? I start with questions. I start with engagement. I start with trying to find passion points and common ground and what are you into and what do you do and what do you love? And now, um, they're, they're eventually I'll talk, but I, but I want to start, I want to lead the conversation with questions. So I don't go into the conversation to take, I go into the conversation to give. Now think about that for your teams. What if, what if your teams always felt like from you, every time they see a text, every time they see your number come up on a phone call, every time you walk up to them at church, you're not going up to them to take. You're going up to give. Well, they're going to take that phone call. They're going to respond to that text message. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to be attracted to you. And that, that's actually a skill that you have to develop of you, you make it about the person. And again, that's not, this is not, none of this is, um, manipulation. This is, this is a skill. So like you could walk up to a, you could walk up to a volunteer and just kind of look at them and they go, Oh, what's going on? Oh, it's just been crazy today. Just, you just made it all about you. Right. So man, man, just that rain, man. Just, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. You know what? My allergies, you know, it's like, wow. Okay. Wait, what a way to start a conversation. I didn't sleep good last night. Wow. You just made it all about you. Yeah. Lean into them right away. Hey, how are you? Thanks for being here. How you doing, man? How was your week? How just you make it you 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 go into the convo to give. Not to take. What makes you most interesting? This is hard to believe. This can be very hard to believe. What makes you most interesting is your interest. What makes you most interesting is your interest. So then people, they'll start to feel that if they're at all self-aware, if they even have 1% self-awareness, they, they will then flip it on you and go, well, what do you like? Well, what are you doing? Well, how is your week? Well, right. And then, and then, and then it just starts to flow. So, uh, John said this week, he said, every person will give in this life and every person will take in this life. And he said, just make sure when you die, you've given more than you've taken. So we're going to, there's going to be give and take, but we want to give more than we take. And I, I go into the conversation to give, not to take. And I think if you, if you have that heart, if you have that if you have that motive of, I want to give, I want to be a blessing. I want to be an encouragement. It, it will, and, and you have to break 
this again, I just I don't know how to say it. It is a skill that you have to that you have to learn. And I think it's it's what will make it's it's one of the things that if we develop, it will make our people so much better. And it will become a leadership skill that they will catch. And then that will make them better as opposed to just like, oh, what's up? Cool, man. All right. It's like, well, I'm quiet. Well, I know you are, but you, but in, we also, we want to teach people the art of conversation, how to have a conversation. So, so number one, how to have leadership, how to have a conversation. This is, this is where it starts. So we ask questions, we stay engaged, we give more than we take, we show interest and we, we, we allow there to be a flow and then if you can add, you add, but you, you never go into a conversation to impress. You just never try to impress. You try to connect, not impress. If you try to impress, you won't connect. And so, um, yeah, you know, Tommy, Pastor Tommy would have left this morning and he doesn't know a lot about me. That's fine. We weren't talking about me. I wanted to hear. I yeah. I was in that convo to hear from him. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I didn't I didn't tell him all the places I've preached or all the things I've done or all the. I, I wanted to hear from him. Tell me about this. Well, what'd you do here? Well, how'd you do? You you, and I I want I want to receive from him. So I'm I'm giving more than I'm taking. Um. Number two, the how tos of leadership: how to give a gift. Book of Proverbs says your gift will make room for you. Your gift will make room for you. Now, we always over-spiritualize that, right? Man, you got a gift, it's going to make room for you. And there is a, there's a reality to that. Like, yeah, if you have a gift, it will, in other words, a gift like singing or a gift like preaching or whatever. Yeah, you're, you know, and so, we, you know, and then the preachers always preach, you know, your gift will get you in the room, but your character will keep you in the room. It's like, that's cool. I like all that. But when, when the writer of Proverbs said that, he's actually talking about a gift, yeah. a actual, you give a gift and it puts you before kings. And gift giving, you, you must become a master at gift giving. Gift giving is very important. And you don't need money to be a gift giver. It is not money. It's, it's your ability to and your attempt to connect around passion points. All right. Let me say that again. It's not about money. It's about your ability to connect a gift around a passion point. And every one of you can become a great giver and a great gift giver. And everybody likes a gift. Everybody likes a gift. I don't care what the five love languages say. I don't care. (laughs) Everybody appreciates on not, not everybody appreciates an expensive gift, but everybody appreciates a thoughtful gift. Everybody appreciates a thoughtful gift. Okay, and um, 
Omar got me a birthday gift that was not expensive. What are you going to buy me? I don't need anything. But he bought me a thoughtful gift. He bought me this stick that you, you stick in the ground and then you magnetize your phone to it so that when I'm golfing, I can film myself swing. <laughs> it was 10 bucks, right? I don't, I don't want him to buy me. I, don't, I got everything I ever need. It was just a thoughtful, does that make sense? Like it's just a thoughtful, LEL found out what scent I wear and he bought me that cologne, which was very expensive. Sorry, you should know. <laughs> I should pay you back for that. My point is like, <laughs> um, does that like, is thoughtful. Like, and, I, and again, I'm not going to go around the room. So I'm just saying it, it's not, don't think cost and don't, and don't approach, especially like Shannon and I and go like, well, they got everything. What are you? Can I go Chanel? No, you don't. Please don't. It's the, you, you're, you want to try to find a gift around a passion point where, where you go, wow, thanks. You thought of something. So I'll, I'll just a little, a little bit of, I have to give you this example only because I think it's important. So with the, with the guy that I hung out with last week, uh, he would have everything in the world times a million. And what do you, how, how could I show my appreciation to him in a way of giving him a gift to say thank you for, for all of his time without it just being another thing, right? And in, and in that world, it's like, let me buy you an expensive Mont Blanc pen. It's like how many I, – I can't even imagine the thousands of pens that guy's probably been given. Like, so what could I do to stand out? Well, if my gift makes room for me, what's something I could do that would be special? Well, if I'm, if I'm all about me, I'll give him a city light hat so he thinks of me. No, that's not – he doesn't want that. That's going to go in the trash. If I buy him just a standard gift, it's just, so what would be, so I call some friends who know him well. Well, I find, I find out what he loves. He loves rare books and old books. And then I find out who's his favorite character in history. Who's his favorite person in history. It's Winston Churchill. It's his hero. So I found a rare old book store. In Las Vegas, it's at the Venetian. It's called Bauman Books. They've got old Bibles from the 1600s. I mean, it's it's great. I've never been in there. It's unbelievable. And I found a a 1937 Winston Churchill book. And I bought it for him. Now, it was expensive for me. It wasn't expensive for that store. It's probably the cheapest book in the store, thank God. Uh, Because there's, I mean, there's literally million-dollar books in there. But I bought, I bought him something that he would care about, yeah. right? So I give it to him and he, oh my God, you know, he's just freaking out. And he goes, I have a library. And then he said, but then I have a Winston Churchill library. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you're a baller when you got two libraries, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he goes, this is going in my Winston Churchill library. And, uh. You know, we took a, you know, if you, if you see the picture that we took together, he's holding it and he's so excited about it. How, so giving a gift isn't about cost. Uh, yeah. It's about, I, he didn't go, how much does this cost? Right. He, it was the connection. 
right? It was the, it was the engagement he got. It was the excite. I don't have this one. Oh my God, this is amazing. It's, that's what, and, and when, when we think about giving gifts, leaders are great gift givers. And it's, and again, it's not cost, um, but it will make room for you. Gifts make room for you. I don't know how to say this. Gifts make room for you. And so you always want to think about the people who are important in your life. How do I show appreciation? Um, people on your team, how do I show appreciation, right? It's not that our team needs $100 gift cards to Mastro's. It's not, it's, it's the, it's just, it's the, it really is the thought that counts. It really is. It really is the thought that counts. People are really moved by that. And so I'm, I'm thoughtful in my gift giving. I'm thoughtful. I don't just, you know, and I'm a, and I'm a big gift giver. It's, it's, you know, um, Shannon bought something the other day, uh, used cause she's cheap <laughs> and she, and when she got it, she realized, oh, it's not the right size. So I went to the store and I bought her the one she wanted. And, uh, cause it's impossible to buy her a gift cause she doesn't like any, you know, I was like, oh, cool. You actually wanted something. So I was like, and I didn't think she would want that. So when she, when she got it and it was wrong, I was like, oh, I was sick. I can actually go get her something that she wants. Right. So I ran to the, I literally ran to the store, you know, came home. Here you go. She goes, what are you doing? It, you know, so I'm trying to, it was just like, you know, she, she alluped it to me as a slam dunk. Right. It was so easy, but like, you do want to find those, those little ways of, of, of connection with your, with your spouse, with your kids, with your team, with whatever it is. She loves Reese's. If I'm at Target or in the checkout, I'll just grab a Reese's and throw it in the, in the, you know, in the checkout line. You know, I've been buying her Reese's since she was 15. So it's just, you know, you, you think that way. I get her coffee every morning. You just think little things. I don't, you know, it's just, and, and yeah, I don't, am I making myself clear? Right. Okay. How to give a gift, heart, thought, intent, passion points, not gift card, right? Don't give gift cards or try, you know what I mean? Try not to like, you know, again, like I'm not saying, if it's, if it's to a great restaurant that you know they love, okay, but, like, make it about something, right? Like, make it about more than just, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm, I'm just trying to help you to think that way. Because you, you start doing it, and there's a favor there because it makes room for you. And I always, I always think about that in gift-giving it. Like, it just, it just makes your world bigger. This makes your world bigger. So, um, yeah, just just makes room. Just makes room. Angel Angel told me for for my birthday. He said, "I'll put together your spot your sauna because he's handy, you know." And I said, "Well, no." I said, "I'm going to pay you for it." And I said, "And you need to hire a, a a helper to, you know." And he goes, "He goes, oh, I thought we'd do it together." I said, <laughs> "I said, Angel." I say, you do not want me to have a hammer around you or a saw or a, you know, I said, I'll kill you. Somebody, or I'll die. Somebody's going to die if I'm, if I'm out there. And, 
But he, that was, you know, he said, well, let me do that for your birthday. I said, I can't, no, I'm not going to let you do that for my birthday. I'm going to pay you to do it. But again, it was, so, but it was my birthday present, right? Like, so you don't need to get me a birthday present. That is my birthday present, <laughs> but I'm going to pay him. <laughs> Does that make sense? It was the, it was the thought. Yeah. That's all, I, it was the thought. Yeah. And I go, of course, I'm not going to let you do that for me. We're going to pay you, but it's the thought. So that's what I'm. And that is way more the, the, the fact that he offered is more meaningful to me than whatever I'm going to pay him if he got me that in a gift, right? right? So I'm just, I'm not asking for gifts. I hope, I'm trying to help you, okay? Sometimes you just got to be awkward. Because it, 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 it'll help everybody. Okay, how to give a gift. Here's another one. How to bring correction. Correction is all about the thing, not the person. Make correction all about the thing, not the person. Make everything, make correction all about the action, not the intent. Now, if it, if intent and heart and person is revealed, that's correction 2.0. But we never assume the worst. We assume the best and then we... We, we correct around what happened, not around the person. Um, the, dis- the disciples wanted to sit at Jesus left and right. And he, he just, he corrected the action. He didn't treat them like Judas, right? Like, don't, don't always assume the worst. I mean, honestly, in, in, in five years now pastoring this church, I just don't, I don't think we've had a, a Judas moment yet. I think we've had some really immature people. I think we've had some really dumb moments. You know, I think, we have, I think we've had some moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you, why did you do that? But I don't like intentional, I want to hurt Jabin and Shannon. I don't, I don't think so. If I'm or I forgot, so it wasn't that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, it's rare. Oh, it's really rare. So I make it about the thing. Make it about what happened. Don't make it about don't make it about character till it has to be about character. But don't make it about that at first. Make it make it make it all about uh, and and the way that that the best way for that to happen when you're bringing correction is one you cool off. And then what happens is once you cool off, you go, oh, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. But the, the problem with that is, is the second time it happens, if you didn't do it, you last frustration comes back with this frustration, then it just grows. Yeah. Now you're mad at a person for a month, right? Instead of, and then you cool off and then you ignore it. But then the third time, and now you're mad for two months. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I've been mad at this team member for six months, or I've been mad at my spouse for six months, or I've been mad at... So the best thing to do is in the heat of it, you want to rip them up. You don't. Yeah. 
and you sleep on it. And then when you're not mad anymore and you actually don't care anymore, you still bring the correction. That's when to do it. It's like, hey, you know, last week you did this, blah, 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 blah. Don't do that again. Sick. Let's go eat. And it's over. Right? So don't, uh, never bring correction out of emotion. Because if you bring correction out of emotion, you're, you're either going to just steamroll them or you'll ignore it. The best thing to do is to cool off, address the actual thing that happened, and then say, we're going to fix that. Now, that can be layered. So, okay, that didn't happen. All right. And that didn't happen because of that. And that didn't happen because of that. So we're going to correct all these things. And you are the common denominator, so we're going to da 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 But, but we're not, I'm not doing it from a place of anything other than for, the, for the, the best we can do for our volunteers and the best we can do for our teams and the best we can do for our church is we're going to correct this because of all of, of that. So that's how you bring correction. And don't do it over text. Don't do it over email. Uh, do it face Best is face-to-face, second best is on the phone, if at all possible. Um, sometimes that's impossible, you know, sometimes that can't happen, but 99% of the time it should be face-to-face or on the phone. Every once in a while, you might just need to make a statement of like, hey, this happened, let's not do that again, sick, you know. But you, you try not to because you can't, you can't hear uh, a text can't hear an email or well, you do, but it's always the worst. (laughs) It's always wrong. (laughs) Hey, you've been late. Please be on time. But on email, it's like you were screaming. (laughs) So try So try not to bring correction. Uh, Here's another how to of leadership, how to ask big, how to ask big. You, you ask big by creating vision. Gratitude. And the why. So. We're 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 in, in a church like ours, we're always going to ask big. But we have to do so by, we're always telling a story. Why do we do wins every week? Because we have to be reminded of the stories. We, we tell the stories. Every one of us today heard a win that we didn't know happened. Maybe we knew some of them, but I didn't know well, any, any of them. Actually, I didn't. So... To, to ask big is to, to know that there is a, a really big why behind why we're asking big. Um, like, I didn't, I didn't have any, uh, I didn't feel bad about asking anyone to serve on Sunday night. Because the why for me, now no one knew it yet. Everyone had to trust me because no one knew Tommy Barnett yet, right? Everyone had to, you got to trust me here. 
It's going to be amazing. I know it. But I knew the why behind it and I had a vision for it. So I had no problem asking people to stay late and serving kids and break down. And does that make sense? You got to, but you, but you're always trying to communicate the why of it. You're always trying to communicate the vision of it. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing. It's going to be really awesome. Here's the vision behind it. And then we're always doing it with gratitude. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for helping. Thank you for being here. Thank you for serving. Thank you for giving. Thank you. Thank, we're always, we're, all, we're doing everything with a, with a grateful heart and with gratitude. And it, uh, it creates a, a really healthy, a really healthy space that people then can go yes or no to, right? So they can, they can say yes or they can say no. But we just, but we're always going to ask and we're always going to be a church that is going to have a very big demand. We're just always going to be that way. And so we, we've got to make sure that our vision, gratitude, and why matches the size and the level of our ask, right? It's got, they got to, they got to be. And it actually always has to outperform. The vision actually has to always outperform the the demand. And if we'll do that, there will always be a flow of volunteers, givers, you know. As long as we can keep the life change in front of our eyes and in front of the people's eyes. And just the blessing of like, you know, just everything we're doing. Then it's like, all right, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. So how do I how do I ask big? I ask with vision. I ask with gratitude. I ask with a with a big why. And then another thing is, as much as we can, we ask in advance. That'd be the last thing I'd say. Just like let's let's get out in front of it. Let's get out in front of it and just push it and push it and push it so that people feel that they feel communicated to. Uh is she coming in? No, oh, okay. Why does she go in the kitchen? <laughs> it's like her safe space. It's like I know. She's just. She grew up. No, she just loves it. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. She yeah. She likes a little. Uh, yeah. It's a very. It's a very. Uh, it's a very human thing, isn't it? To kind of be in a. I've always wanted a bunk bed, even as an adult. <laughs> just to be. To be under something, I've always wanted to be under something. <laughs> no, I told her I said I want a canopy bed. Yeah, I just want to be under something. Yeah, 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 like stepbrothers. Yeah. All right, here we go again. Uh, number, what's this? Five. How to give a compliment? I'm almost done. How to give a compliment? Never compare. The compliment you're giving to anything else, just give the compliment. Not, man, worship was so good. It's way better than other churches. That's toxic. Man, the stream looks so good. Man, we're killing. No, like, don't. Just give it. Just give it. Give it singularly focused. One thing that I that I I picked up from uh, John last week is, as I said, What's your favorite environment to speak in? And he said, wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. 
He said, I choose to make that my favorite and my focus. And I, I thought that was very cool. And then when you're around, you, he does not, he, he chooses in the moment to not talk about anything else or anybody else except what we're talking about. It's, and it's a skill. I mean, I don't know how, I actually don't know how he does it. I, I think part of it is at this point, he's, he would be so secure and so known that he doesn't have to pull on anything to like, uh, to have credibility, but neither do we. Like, you don't have to have that. Like, I didn't have to have credibility with, with Tommy this weekend. Yeah. And I'm, oh, yeah, I know. I, I, I preach at Hillsong. Yeah. yeah. I was just at Elevation Church. I, I know. So I have Stephen Frick's number. No, like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I, you just don't talk that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the moment. Yeah. And in giving compliments, make it, just make it all about what's happening right there. Man, I like that. Man, you look good. Man, that's great. Man, that was awesome. Man, that was great. Just make it all about that um, without having it's, – it's great compliment givers can give a compliment without an opinion because a lot of times what they'll do when they tie their opinion to a compliment, they're showing their insecurity. I don't know how to explain that. I just, it came out of my spirit and I actually believe it. Like just, uh, because what you're doing with, with the opinion is you're trying to give yourself credibility. Like, man, that, man, our stream is really good. Man, I look at a lot of streams and I do a lot of, I do a lot. No, you don't have to give yourself credibility for showing love. Does that make sense? Like, Man, our children's ministry, well, I, I, I actually have that opinion, but I don't have to share that opinion to give a compliment to our kids team and go, great job. It's amazing. I'm so blown away. I don't have to be an expert to give a compliment. Because when you do that, you just made it all about yourself. You just put it back on yourself. Yeah. Right? Um, just give it. Just give it and let it just hang there awkwardly <laughs> without trying to validate your opinion behind it. Um, you like what you like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just, yeah, so just, just go from that and give, and give the compliment. Give the great job. Give the, man, you, man that was awesome. Man, that, man, you look, whatever it might be, just give, just give that. And then, and then just let it be and don't try to tie opinion, experience, expertise, relationship. Don't try to tie anything to it. Just let it, just let it be what it is. And, and you don't, and you don't have to justify why you're giving it. Um, I, and when when people do that, because I'm I'm thinking through like really secure people I know when they give those comp like I'm thinking through compliments that I've received, they yeah they don't attach it to anything, because uh, they don't feel the need to, 
And, and we ought to do the same thing. We can just, we just, we just give them out and we don't, and we don't compare. We just, we just give it and we just give it and we just give it. So we give compliments without comparison and we give compliments without opinion. And you just, and you just give them out. You just give them out. You just give them out. You know, every Sunday I get up and I go, thank you for being here. You could be anywhere. You could be at any church. There's so many great churches. I actually mean that. And I don't go, but I mean, I think we're pretty great. You know, I don't do that. I just, right? Like, I think you chose the right one. No, I don't, I don't, I, cause I'm not for everybody. So I'm just, I'm giving a comp. Thank you for being here. Thanks for trusting us with your kids. Thank, it's just, it's, you know, when, when, I, when I feel the receptivity of the room, I compliment the room. Thank you for just being open to, I know this is a challenging talk. Thank you for being open to, you just thank, just give a compliment. And I think the best way or the best practice of giving compliments is you just give them out a lot. Just keep giving them out. Just keep giving them out. Just keep giving them out. Because um, you'll get better at it. And you'll get more comfortable in it. So, and and the the problem is because I'm because I am the most interesting person in the world, right? I'm looking for compliments, <laughs> right? Because you're the most interesting person in the world, you're looking for compliments, and so you have to break out of that. And you know, Romans twelve says we're going to outdo each other in honor. It's not fake. It's just. We're just, we're just giving them out. We're just giving them out. And, we, and give them out without sarcasm. That's maybe one more and I'll stop. So like when you're, you know, you'll, you'll play golf with a guy and you'll have a great shot. And, they'll be, and, and a guy will go, man, what a great shot. That was awesome. And another guy will go, hey, you finally hit a good shot. It's like, eh, okay, I hate you. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like just lose my number. We're done. Like just delete it. But yeah, I don't want to do this again. This is too expensive. If we're out here for too long, I don't want to do this again. I want to do that. I want to do that for four minutes, not four hours. I can't do this, right? But what that what that was was somewhere deep down in the crevices of that guy's soul was insecurity. Yeah, because he couldn't just lift you up. He had to. He had to. He had to admit it was a good shot, but he had to. Yeah. And it's just not a healthy culture. It's not, you go, that's just how people talk. Maybe it is, but it's not how I want our church to talk. I want our church to go, man, this is great, great shot. What a putt. What a kill it. Hit a bad shot, drop another ball. I didn't see it. I'd say that all the time. These these guys will tell you. I didn't see it. You know, we'll give them a gimme and then they'll try to put it anyway and they'll miss. I didn't see it. Just because <laughs> once you've been given a gimme, you're not allowed to keep playing. But, you know, some guys, well, let me just, you know, I didn't see it, man. Take the, I don't, don't add the strip. Just, it's just, I'm not looking for ways to tear people down. I'm looking for ways to lift people up. Um, just lastly is thank you. Lastly is thank you. How, to, how, to, how the how to's of leadership. How do I say thank you? As you learn your team, now again, some of you have teams of, of, you know, 250, 300 people. But as you you become more and more aware of your team, you try to find ways to show 
gratitude in ways that are meaningful. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you just, you, you, you try in, in any way that you can, you try to express gratitude in ways that's meaningful and just try to do that. Um, it, it's a, it goes back to gift giving. Saying thank you goes back to gift giving. It's all about felt. It's all about intent. It's all about heart. And uh, any time you can, you want to try to find ways to say thank you in a way that they can hear it. And um, again, it doesn't, doesn't have to cost anything. Be- because, like, I think the reason that the we could email birthday Starbucks cards. I don't think the impact is a Starbucks card. I think the impact is the note because we don't get mail anymore, right? I mean, whatever whatever mail we get, it's bills or junk mail. So when you open your mail and it's actually something that you – it's special now. Mail is like special, right? In the early 90s when you got an email, it was special. Now emails are, you know, right? And now if you get mail, it's like, oh, wow. I think that's what, that's a way we can, by, by wishing a serve team member a happy birthday, we are saying thank you in a meaningful way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's meaningful. Uh, we, could, we could email them. We could text them a code to a Starbucks. It just, it wouldn't be, it's, it's the arrival of it. That's meaningful. And I think anytime we can do things like that, uh, and anytime you can think that way about, about meaningful connections, that's what we want to, that's what we want to do. And that's what we want to try to communicate. So just a little bit, you know, what, what, what would be a way that would make them feel that? And you want to think that way. And it, and it can't always be special and it can't always be everybody and it can't always be. But like anytime it can, you want to try to figure out ways to say thank you in, a, in an appropriate, you know, special way. And, and people feel that and be, um, be impacted by it. So, um, you know, even like Sunday night, I could have, you know, I could have said, hey, great to have Charles Demon here. Thanks for being here, Charles. Or I could have just said nothing. But it was, it was two minutes to just have a meaningful moment that ultimately would have not only encouraged Tim, but was a good moment for our church's culture to honor a 74-year-old man of God in the moment. Does that make sense? Like it was just, it's meaningful. It's, it's appropriate. I didn't, and I didn't honor the other visiting pastor at that level because they're not, because there's levels, right? So I didn't try to fake the next one. I went, Hey, and thank you for being here. God bless you. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you you know, cause I'm not fake. It's not fake. It's actual, it's, it's not fake, but it is on purpose. And I think sometimes, you know, in all of these, like we want all of this to be so organic or it feels fake. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's not fake, 
but it is a, but it's a very purposeful way to treat people and to lead in a way that makes people feel valued, needed and known, needed and known, needed and known. And it all goes back to that. So, amen.